0: What's up? Welcome in to the second official episode of the Fantasy Golf Podcast, brought to you by the Fantasy Podcast Network. Uh, for those who are new to the Fantasy Podcast Network, make sure you hit that subscribe button, whether you're on Apple, Spotify, or Amazon. All of it's good. Love it all. We also have a Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all linked down below in the podcast description. Check those out. We'd appreciate it. Uh, shameless self plug to start the episode. Could have waited on that just a second, but we do have a loaded episode for you here. So I will go ahead and get this intro out of the way. Just want to let you guys know we are going to have weekly golf episodes dropping on most likely Wednesdays every single week. Um, obviously, we got some bigger tournaments coming up. The majors are going to be coming up. So um, a lot of golf. Cannot wait. We're going to be winning a lot of money on the golf this summer. Um, after this intro, we got a little players championship. We got some players picked out. I highlight why I like those guys and why I feel like this is going to be a good week to bet on those guys. And then last but not least, I got a little live versus PGA segment. Obviously, if you're interested in the golf space whatsoever that's probably the biggest over you know laying story that can be out there so i wanted to put a couple thoughts out there on it i feel like um you know there's a lot of holes both ways that are kind of getting filled with cash so we'll see how it turns out but uh again appreciate it like comment subscribe all that kind of good stuff enjoy the episode peace out four your jungle All right, guys. It's the Players' Championship. It's TPC Sawgrass. We know what it is. The Island Green on 17. Probably one of the best golf tournaments to watch. Um, I think just you know 16, 17, 18. Probably one of the better finishes on the PGA Tour. And uh, we got an absolutely loaded field, so we have plenty of great options when it comes to the betting market this weekend. So First, uh, first, what I'm going to do, I got five names in particular, and then I got a little parlay at the end that I'll throw in there. Uh, but we're going to start with the one with the uh, the best odds to win, and then we'll kind of work up into some long shots. But my guy that I'm looking at this week, uh, around the two thousand range, is going to be Max Homa. He's plus twenty one hundred. Uh, so for those that don't know, twenty one to one. So if you bet ten, you're going to win two hundred and ten dollars on Max Homa. Um, really, he's just been. A stud on the PGA Tour so far this year. He's got two wins already. Uh, he's around the top of the leaderboard basically every single week. He's made every cut. His worst finish is a uh, tie for 39th in Phoenix, and that's not necessarily a normal golf tournament. So he's always at the top of the leaderboards, and uh, just some good stats for Max here. Second in strokes gain total. Eighth in strokes gained putting and sixth in strokes gained strokes gained approach approaching the green. Uh, he's as hot as they come right now. He is um, on fire. I could absolutely see him winning. Um, and I, if, I would say if you're going to spread around bets, I should have started with this. But if you're going to spread around bets, I'd start around the plus two thousand. Uh, you know, if you like Rory, if you like Rob, if you like Scheffler. I usually just say put two units on those guys and that's your guy for the weekend. And then if they're out of it come Saturday, then you can kind of just bet on who you like for Sunday or something like that and do a live bet. But, uh, you know, if you're going to bet those guys, it's hard to really spread some money around and, and, you know, get the best value out of them winning. So if you like Scotty, if you like Rom, if you like even like a Justin Thomas, he's not terrible, but um, he's not terrible odds, I should say. So. If you like those guys, I don't mind it. I would just put you know two units on them and, and ride that guy for the weekend. But you know once you get over plus two thousand, the odds becomes a little they become a little juicier. You're able to kind of spread some more bets out there. So maximum was my guy plus twenty one hundred. Uh, I think he's got a really good chance. My second guy I got here for you is going to be Keegan Bradley at plus forty three hundred. He is coming off of a great round on Saturday or Sunday at the Arnold Palmer. I believe he shot five under. Uh, ended up getting a little sneaky top ten. Uh, so good for him. He's coming off of a great, uh, you know, great round, great weekend. Uh, we're getting a player who, ha- who does have win equity not only on the tour, but he won earlier this season back. Uh, I believe it was in October, November during that stretch. So does have win equ- equity this year. Uh, only two missed cuts in nine tournaments. So when he does make the cut, he's commonly finding himself inside the top twenty. I think when he makes the cut, he only has one finish outside of it. So he's a guy who finds himself near the top of leaderboards. And you know, if he if he can make some putts and kind of get it rolling on a Saturday, he could definitely be in the mix come Sunday. So I think Keegan Bradley is a good value plus forty three hundred. I mean, you're looking at you know ten bucks wins you four hundred and thirty twenty, almost wins you a thousand. Great odds there for you, and, and I think you're getting a guy who, like I said, is playing well. So uh, third here. Now we're gonna kind of get into some more long shot guys, but this is where golf betting on golf is so much fun. Uh, for instance, last weekend, Kurt Kitayama wins the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Going into that week, he was 200 to one to win. So if you bet $10, you won $2,000. But yes, that is correct. If you bet $10, you you won $2,000. So yeah, that's the best thing about betting on golf is you can bet these long shots. And if you have a good feeling or you, you think you found something, they can win you a good chunk of money. So let's go ahead and go with my first longer shot guy. and It's going to be Hideki Matsuyama at plus 8,500. This one's a little bit stinky, but I think when you're getting a guy that has the kind of win, win equity that he has... And, um, you know, just all around the talent that he has at 85 to 1. You just kind of got to take that because eventually he's going to end up winning one. And if he's at these kind of odds, you can kind of risk betting him uh, until you get that win. So I think this could be a good week. He's obviously a very good ball striker. It usually comes down to putting. So we'll see how that uh, that fares for him. But, you know, he's won eight times on the PGA Tour. He won the Masters a couple years ago. So this guy knows how to get it, get it done. And when he's on, he can compete with anybody in the world. So at 85 to 1, again, you're looking at 10 bucks almost wins you $1,000 here. So I would go ahead and jump all over that for sure. Number four, Sahith Thigala. If you uh, you know came via TikTok, you've probably seen the TikTok where I've done the full swing episode by episode uh kind of breakdown he i believe was in episode 6 or 7 but uh he was really good you know very good story i think he's definitely someone who's going to stack up a couple wins on the pga tour i think this is a great way for him to jump right into you know that that high level tier at the players this weekend um you know I, i He's been finding his way near the top of leaderboards. Um, He has six top ten finishes since the beginning of the 2022-2023 season. Tied six at the Genesis. Tied for 14th at the Arnold Palmer last week. So, Sahith, he's in a position to make a run. Um... If you don't have faith in him, maybe you are taking one of those top guys. I think he's a great top twenty, great you know, great top ten even, and you're gonna get really good odds for him. So if you're you know, and again, this is a bet bet ten bucks, you win nine hundred on your bet. So I definitely think he's someone worth sprinkling, uh, sprinkling sprinkling a little bit on. I think he can uh, get it done this weekend. And then last but not least, this is going to be my absolute long shot bet of the week. That's going to be Nick Taylor. He's at 220-1. to 1. Another another guy this year, when he's playing well, he gets up near the top of the leaderboards. That's what I want to see when I'm taking these long shot guys. Uh, but, you know, he did miss the cut last week at the Arnold Palmer. Had a pretty bad day Friday. He did let me down last weekend, but we're back again. When you look at the other guys in this range You're not getting anywhere near what I think the value uh, that you're getting here with Nick Taylor. And this one's crazy. Bet $10, you can win $2,200. So, um, again, a very big long shot here, but this is why golf betting is amazing. This is a guy that has been near the top of leaderboards. Hasn't gotten it quite done yet this year, but he's been up there. Um, 17 in strokes gained total so far this season. He's had a very complete game. He's been playing very well. He's got three top 10 finishes this year. So, again, 220 to 1 odds, just too good not to take there. I think he's the best guy when you're looking in that kind of range. But here, here's you know, here's kind of his Achilles heel. Strokes gained off the tee, he's 108th on tour. Total driving, he's 149th. So, you know, it, it's, a very, it's a shot maker's course here. I think he's been a good shot maker this year. We'll just see what he can do off the tee. But if he can get it done off the tee, I think he can contend. And... You know, if you got a $10 ticket to win $2,200 come Sunday, you're going to be very happy. So, those are going to be my picks this weekend for the Players' Championship. Those are the bets that I have. I do have a little parlay here that I threw a little bit on. Let me open up my betting app real quick. I haven't tried this before, but I was just kind of messing around uh, with it. And with it being the players, I kind of wanted to have just a little bit extra juice. All right, the golf parlay. So we got Keegan Bradley and Max Homa. No surprise there with those two guys to top twenty. I think they're both going to have pretty solid weeks. Obviously, I also bet them outright. And then we got Scotty and Xander to top thirty. So those I'm kind of seeing as locks going into this week. I think both those guys are, um, you know, top thirty. You know, pretty well guaranteed unless one of them has a really rough day. uh, You know, on Friday or Saturday, maybe, but. Uh, it's going to come down to Keegan and Keegan Bradley and him falling in that top 20 I think so. That's going to be the betting picks for this week. Uh we are going to have one more segment here for you where we get into a little bit of the live versus PGA tour situation. So if you stick around for that, appreciate it. Uh check us out on all oh, never mind. I'll do that next. For Alright, we're right back into it here So uh, if you checked out the last segment And you stuck around for this one I appreciate it, I know a lot of people are probably here For the Players' Championship In particular, but I wanted to go ahead and kind of put my opinion Out there on the whole LIV Versus PGA situation and what I ultimately Think it means for golf um, So if you're sticking around for this Appreciate it, this will probably be you know five, six, seven minutes of just kind of Rambling on the situation, but uh, I just want to go ahead and start by saying, you know, we're we're one live event into the season. We've had a couple of big-name PGA Tour events, and even the non-big-name PGA Tour event, if we go back to the Honda Classic two weeks ago where Chris Kirk won, I, I just, watching it as a consumer, you feel so much more juice in those tournaments than when you turn on the CW and you're watching live. There's just... The the emotional connection between the consumer and the PGA versus the consumer and Live is there's not even a competition there. I mean, I I don't know how Live even comes close to that same level of you know that emotional connection because once if they don't ever get that there's no way they're really ever going to compete for the PGA against the PGA Tour. I'm watching it because I'm one of those one percenter golf fans that just I'll watch golf you know really any time that it's on. I'll throw it on in the background if I'm just cleaning or whatever but someone who who wants to watch you know the biggest tournaments and stuff they're not going to be turning on live tournaments it's just as simple as that for those that are tuning into live you're either one you know you love watching people compete for a load of cash which i get those guys are making bags of money hand over fist and good for them or two you're wanting to watch a specific golfer you want to see dj you know phil brooks bryson whoever you know cam smith whoever your guy is you probably have a favorite golfer who went to live and so you're supporting live through that golfer uh you're not necessarily watching live because uh you know you're fascinated by the events or the history of the courses they're playing or anything like that um you know, and for example, I mean, the tournament this past weekend is literally named after Arnold Palmer, you know, a top three most famous golfer in the history of the world. You know, pro- probably number three, probably Tiger and Jack Nicholas are there. But I would, I would argue his fame is probably bigger than Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas was just better. So, you know, I mean, the whole tournament's named after him. It was a whole tribute, you know, and. I mean, if you're listening to this golf podcast, you probably listen to others. The broadcast this past weekend on the Arnold Palmer was terrible, and it really wasn't very good for the consumer, so it's a bad argument. But um, just in general, like in five years is Liv going to have a Phil Mickelson Invitational just because they need to put a name to an event, something similar to the Arnold Palmer Invitational, to try and draw consumers in that emotional way. Uh, just had me kind of thinking about that so again i just i just don't feel like live's ever gonna kind of fill that void you're just going to watch them for the specific golfers or you just like you know watching people play golf for a lot of money which i feel like that's an even smaller subsection of people uh, but let's go ahead and look a little bit into I you knew what their first event and what I kind of thought of it. So Liv, they average five hundred and thirty-seven thousand people watching them during their Saturday and Sunday TV broadcasts. Um, you know, the PGA tours probably quadrupling that number this week at the players. I wouldn't imagine if they get four to six million watching, you know, Sunday afternoon, especially if there's a couple of big names in it. So Liv again, just not getting the draw anywhere near, you know, the the level of the PGA tour. Um, I think one of the biggest disadvantages for live, and I think this is probably going to be one of their biggest hurdles over the next five years is the, the golf world and the golf industry really hates Greg Norman. Um, it's not just the PGA tour. There's plenty of other, you know, non PGA tour affiliates that don't have very nice things to say about him and i think that that's really going to set them back i'm sure there's some golf courses that don't want to be associated with live specifically because they're going to correlate themselves with greg norman um there's obviously the whole saudi involvement which we're not going to get into that i'm not going to get into that kind of um you know Talking on this podcast, it is what it is, you know, look up the history of the United States and where we get, you know, our resources and money from and the, the whole world's fucked if you're going to go down that road. So uh, Everyone's got dirty money one way or another But I do think Greg Norman himself is going to be the biggest liability for Live, Even though he probably has been the biggest asset up until this point But now that you have a solid-ish player pool I don't think you need Greg Norman that much. I think you get someone who's actually, you know, can build relationships, maybe not necessarily with the PGA tour at first, but with maybe some other golf courses, uh, some other promoters, stuff like that. I think that's Liv's opportunity to kind of get up and and halfway compete with the PGA tour. The only reason they're considered competing with the PGA tour is because they paid some golfers a lot of money. But, I mean, you give me Brooks back. You give me Cam Smith back. I'd like DJ back, but I, I, he doesn't really care too much. So it is what it is. Like, you give me back five or six Liv guys. Like, I'm not really that upset about Liv. Like, all the old European guys stay there. I, it doesn't bother me. Bryson, I'm not a Bryson guy. He can stay there. I don't really care. Phil can stay there. He got paid enough money to stay there. So if you get five or six of these guys back on the PGA Tour, Liv's really nothing. Uh, but let's go ahead and take that and let's, we're going to kind of go to the opposite side of the coin. We're going to talk about maybe some of the good things that Liv has done for the PGA tour and for those who stuck it out and continued to play on the PGA tour. Uh, so they obviously have a bunch of new designated events. Basically, I think these are just ways to just pump your top guys with more cash and more money, which is 100% what you need to do if you're the PGA Tour. You can't risk losing, you know, your Scotty Schefflers, your Justin Thomas, or Jordan Spieth to live this year because you couldn't find a way to get them cash. So yes, the PGA Tour is going to continue doing this and continue to try and get cash to their top players because that's how they're going to get them to stick around. So with that, with that being said. It is a little bit, you know, ironic. It is validating Phil Mickelson's belief that the tour has been, you know, underpaying its players, you know, compared to what it could have been for probably many, many years. You know, where's all this newfound money coming from for the PGA Tour for all these new purses and these new style of events? Um, But, I mean, on the other end, you know, those on the PGA Tour who stuck it out and, you know, didn't sell out for the upfront cash is probably going to end up making a killing on the PGA Tour, I mean, for example, I think Max Oma, I mean, he's at like $7 million already this year. Um, and I know he's probably, you know, number one or two on the money list, but that's a lot of cash already. Kirk Kidiyama got $3.6 million just for winning last week. So I think those who are still on the PGA Tour are not going to have any issues when it comes to getting the cash as long as you are succeeding as a golfer. Um, but yeah, for I mean, that's kind of my my when it comes to live versus the pga i just i don't see a situation where live golf becomes more appealing um i the only appeal it has is the players that it has you know they're not playing iconic golf courses they're not playing for iconic tournaments or you know anything like that if these guys come out here and win a major or something this year that's probably going to draw a little bit of attention to live but i don't think it's anything more than just just that so I think the PGA Tour is here to stay. I think it's the more proven, you know, model when it comes to uh, professional golf, obviously. But I mean, ultimately, I would love to see a PGA versus Live event, getting you know top eight players, a Ryder Cup style event, because I mean that's kind of the thing that's going to stink. Is a lot of these older Ryder, Ryder, European Ryder Cup guys all kind of bounced out and went to Live. So maybe we try and find a way that we get a, an event, but. That's not going to happen for as long as Greg Norman's that guy there. So I think if he finds a way to go away somehow, I think that they can maybe get some stuff done and actually become a viable tour. But as long as he's front front of it, it's it's ne- never going to get off the ground more than just being a cash cow from the Saudis. Um and then the last thing I just want to mention because it kind of ties into the PGA Tour playing paying its players more money is the James Hahn event uh, Twitter ramble over the past weekend. Basically, he was saying that the PGA Tour is just doing what it needs to do to get money to their top players. You know, his level of golfer isn't really considered in these type of things, stuff like that, and. Like His level of golfer is he's made three out of nine cuts this year, and I think his best finish is somewhere in the high 30s, low 40s. So, yeah, like no one's worried about trying to find ways to pump you guys' money. You guys aren't driving ratings. If James Hahn's leading the players by three strokes coming down the stretch on Sunday, it's not going to have the same ratings it would if Rahm and Scotty Scheffler are battling it out. It's just as simple as it is. You gotta find money to get to the you gotta find ways to get money to the people that make you money. And, you know, James Hahn, I know he's on the committee or whatever, so he's probably just arguing for his level of PGA tour golfer, but I mean, you could argue his level of PGA tour golfer isn't a PGA tour golfer without, you know, these these designated events because what these do is they have then sub events where they have to fill the field with anybody who's been a PGA Tour player before which is where James Hahn gets in you know probably 10 more tournaments than he probably should over the next year so I, I don't know I don't know why he does it but I, why he did it I, I think anyone with a brain and a business sense is always going to tell you you gotta you gotta pump your guys with cash but uh yeah that's gonna wrap up the pod actually hopefully we get a, you know a Homa a Bradley Matsuyama Thigala or Nick Taylor W this week otherwise hopefully you guys got a bet out there that cashes but peace out check out the uh, check out the Instagram check out the Twitter TikTok all of it's going on so peace out everybody